It wasn't a very eventful Black Monday, but for the Atlanta Falcons, it's the key signifier of a big-time rebuild on the way. We got all that and much more for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, football fans, and welcome in to another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering all the biggest stories from around the National Football League as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, so you're getting your favorite goofy goofballs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on your favorite social media. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, your Locked On NFL experts. And on today's episode of Locked On NFL, it is Tuesday following Black Monday. So we're going to give you all the information that you need around the big time coaching moves that have happened around the NFL, including a legend being out in the Big Apple. Is the commander's job in Washington finally a good job for an upcoming head coach? And, of course, we're going to kick it all off with uh, the first move that happened today, but arguably also the biggest story, the Atlanta Falcons in for a big-time rebuild after moving on from head coach Arthur Smith. And we're also going to take a look ahead at some of the other things that can still happen as well. We appreciate you very much for being an everydayer here on Locked on NFL and making Locked on NFL your first listen of the day every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Football Made Easy, Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. You can head over to prizepicks.com to Locked on NFL and use the promo code in all lowercase Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So Luke, Arthur Smith, no longer the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Rumor is everything was already boxed up for him by the time that he got back to the facility late on Sunday night slash early Monday morning. Sounds about right. Yeah, heck of a way to go. Uh, And now not only are the Atlanta Falcons in search for a new head coach, but a big part of that is going to be rebuilding at the quarterback spot as well this seems like a big undertaking but also maybe a little bit of an exciting opportunity for a new head coach that wants to handpick their next quarterback maybe it it depends on what you think about the falcons roster and i know the whole narrative of the falcons this year has been that they had guys like you know kyle pitts and Bijan robinson and uh drake london and all these guys that are so much more exciting why'd the whole offense run through john U. smith but there is uh a, a kind of frightening thought about the Falcons that what if Arthur Smith was right <laughs> and that an offense that runs through John U. Smith is more versatile and multiple than an offense that runs through Kyle Pitts at tight end. And that maybe that fourth overall pick didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. Yeah. That would make people wrong from the draft. It would make me wrong from the draft, but we got to take those right. It's the draft. Uh, and it means that maybe that Falcons team isn't as, stacked with talent as we think it is yeah and that might make it a a a difficult place and and i think that they are in one of those spots where if you are a new head coach coming in what piece are you married to you know Uh what's who's the guy that 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 you come in and you take over that job and and you can't touch that you can you just you you have to you know make good with this player right Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of like Brian Burns in Carolina and they might yeah. mess that up, 
but you know, you take that Carolina job, you want to figure out a way to make it work with Brian Burke. Like, who's that yeah. guy in, in, in Atlanta? I don't know if there is a guy like that in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like maybe they should have thrown to Drake London more. And maybe that's more of a quarterback thing than it is a play calling thing. Right. I, I can't tell you that for sure. Go listen to Aaron Freeman. Um, but the run game was still pretty efficient when it was Tyler Algier. Jonu Smith is a more versatile player than Kyle Pitts. Everybody knows that. Yeah. What if Jonu Smith just was the player things should go through because he's the guy that does things right. And he has the, the electrifying athleticism. He's right. older. I get it. But not screwing up is a skill. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wonder if the Falcons are in a darker place than they realize. Yeah. But it's going to be a long-term build anyways. And so yeah. bring in a guy with a vision and, and be willing to be patient with it. Yeah, I think that's the thing that works out kind of well for Atlanta is that like this isn't something to where you're going to show up as the head coach and expect that you're going to... I mean, look, the division's horrible, right? The NFC South, we all know sure. that. So I mean, go nail on a quarterback draft pick and you're good, right? Yeah, I mean, you got a puncher's chance, right? Like no matter what you do here because you're in the NFC South. But I, I do think that like there is something to being able to come into an organization that has pretty steady ownership. It's got a, a fairly young but still you know, working to prove himself general manager and Terry Fontenot. And then you come into that knowing that, okay, well, this isn't going to be a one or two year thing. I get a little bit of breathing or I get a little bit of time here. Now we know that the NFL is very impatient. They start to tell you that you've got time. And then all of a sudden you very much don't have time. I think Arthur Smith thought he had more than three years as well. But when you go seven and 10, seven and 10, seven and 10, and you show no track record of improvement, despite investing these top 10 selections, but they'll have another one of the draft eighth right now in this year's NFL draft. Ah, I mean, you get an opportunity here to come through if you're a new head coach and say, okay, I get to handpick my quarterback, get to figure out who I want here. Ideally, I get to handpick my quarterback, right? At eight, there is mm -hmm. the opportunity to trade up for QB3, mm -hmm. QB4, maybe trade up for QB1, QB2. Like you could sell the farm and then go and do that. But eh, is that really the route you want to go? That's the that's what Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers just tried to cross the division. Didn't go great there. Yeah, that job a bunch of people just lost too. their jobs doing that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is that really the, the footsteps that you want to follow in and all that? So I think that there's like, it, it's murky waters, right? Like it's, 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 um, it, it, they're sensitive waters, right? You don't want to end up in a situation to where you're in over your head very quickly, but at least you have a, a shot, an opportunity here to be able to maybe build something. The other part of this that's really interesting is what happens with Arthur Smith now, right? Arthur Smith's one of those guys that was a fairly good offensive coordinator in Tennessee, but how much of his success was on the backs of a having a Derrick Henry, which you're never going to have in the NFL again, probably with the same coach, I mean. Um, and so where does he go? Now, now to get me wrong, the New Orleans Saints have the opportunity to do the funniest thing. Uh, but, <laughs> you know. I don't know where he ends up after all this either. Cause what's the, if there's an Arthur Smith was right timeline and narrative, who, who, who takes a shot to figure that out? You know, sometimes with these, these older coaches, they need to kind of take a year, uh, finding shelter, being harbored by somebody that is a friend of theirs uh -huh. and they need to kind of rehab their image. Cause Arthur Smith is too toxic. I don't think he gets a, uh, a head coaching job or anything. I don't think anybody's looking at him for that. What do you mean? I um, thought he held his composure just fine after the week 18 game. I don't know. <laughs> Did anything happen at the end of that? Nothing That's, happened. I don't know. What you're talking nothing about. happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you respectfully. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like that guy might be Matt LaFleur. 
Come be an offensive assistant head coach, right? Just yeah. come be a consultant, basically a cushy job where you're not calling plays. You're, you get to kind of relax a little bit. You get to just be like a, a voice in the room. Um, you know, he was on Matt LaFleur was on Arthur Smith's staff when the Packers hired him away. Mm-hmm. Somebody like that, you know, that, that knows Arthur Smith and can say, yeah, just come in, give your perspective and be out of the public eye for a little while. It's nice. You get the senior offensive assistant tag. I always love those jobs. Senior offensive assistant, senior defensive assistant, the guys that are obviously there to do a little bit more than just be there. You know what I mean? Uh, but have an opportunity to kind of, like you mentioned, reframe their image under the guise of, you know, or under the the wing of a friend. Uh, that's actually a really good thought. I think that would be great. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him uh, and 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 where things end up for the Atlanta Falcons. I spoke with uh, Aaron Freeman of Locked on Falcons. He's got his show up right now with all the different, you know, head coaching um, candidates there. Obviously, one of the big names there is is Bill Belichick. And obviously, we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to get to that conversation here in a little bit. But next, we're going to be a good turn- listen, no matter who your team is, if they're looking for yeah. a head coach. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and next, we're going to get to the Washington Commanders because that job is open. And in Washington, for the first time in a while, a job that some folks might actually want. We're going to get to that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me or Ross and your favorite NFL team is eliminated, but you still want something to root for in the playoffs, head on over to FanDuel. Place a quick wager. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's a great time to get started because you can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And of course you can go bet on basketball games, baseball games. You can find spreads, over-unders, parlays, player props, touchdown props, even wacky Super Bowl props uh, when it is time for that as well. One of the most fun betting. It's betting Christmas is the Super Bowl. That's for sure. Uh, so head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on, make a $5 bet. And whether that bet wins or loses, collect your $150 in bonus bets. FanDuel, official sports book of the NFL. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, recapping all of the action of what was honestly a little bit of a less busy Black Monday than I expected. Only two head coaching moves on Monday, but it doesn't seem like things are over with just yet. We're going to get to some of the other things to watch out for here in a little bit. But we're not hit the Washington Commanders here who uh, move on from head coach Ron Rivera. And now all of a sudden that job is open over in Washington. We appreciate you very much making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 National Sports YouTube stream, the first of its kind on YouTube. You can subscribe over at Locked On Sports Today. All right, so um, Luke, Washington, right? Usually when we talk about Washington and a job opening there, it's usually connected to some larger conversation around some scandal or some other thing that's going on, or at least it's partnered with some Dan Snyder did this, Dan Snyder did that. Now, all of a sudden, you're in a situation where your biggest issues are actually football issues in Washington. How much does that change maybe the desirability of that Washington job compared to seasons and openings of the past. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They had some pretty good coaches come in and out of that facility sure. uh, for all the time, you know, during all of the alleged crimes. Uh, <laughs> Question mark? 
But I mean, they had Ron Rivera. They had, I mean, maybe the greatest staff ever assembled when they had the, you know, McVeigh and Shannon oh and gosh, Mike McDaniel yeah. and all those guys like way back when they, when they had Kirk Cousins there as well. Byron, um, Shut up. <laughs> and <laughs> rough weekend for him. Rough. Uh, but here's what I look at with the commanders. I, I, it feels similar to the Falcons. Who is there that you're stapled to? Like, who's there that is... I actually have an answer in Washington. Is it Terry McLaurin? It's Terry McLaurin. It's Terry McLaurin. <laughs> That's my okay. one and only. It's my one and yeah. only. I think in Atlanta, like, we could have probably made the argument for Bijan, but do you know that you yet? Know who, you know what You I know mean? who it was in Atlanta? It was Calvin Ridley. Oh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> about that. But the GM uh, is going to be part of the coaching did search. The funniest thing, actually, Jacksonville <laughs> did the funniest thing. Did the funniest uh, <laughs> thing. They did a couple funny things here. Yeah, uh, and we will get to them. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm looking at the the Commanders roster, and they don't have a quarterback in place. They have one, maybe two weapons that you feel good about but like you're not going to say let's build around Jahan Dotson right like he did fine he had a couple of moments that you're happy with but yeah yeah you you have the blankest of blank slates so if I'm the commanders and I I think this applies to the Falcons more than Falcons fans maybe want to admit if I'm the commanders I am looking for somebody with a vision for a team and I am pitching them and saying hey you got nothing in your way you come in and build whatever team you want because nothing is bolted down you want to build a run-heavy, physical, Dan Campbell-esque team of grit? We can do that. You know, you want to build a high-flying shotgun spread offense that looks like it's a college team? We can do that. You know, you want whatever you want to build, whatever character you think an NFL team should have, we can do that. We are a blank slate for you. That's got to be the pitch, right? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, ostensibly, you will have to deal with fewer federal crimes than your predecessors. That's also uh, that is that is the assumption. I think they can sell that as a possibility. I think the other thing, too, that they can genuinely sell, Luke, 60 plus million dollars in salary cap space in 2024 in the second overall selection. I don't think those things hurt. Right. In terms of being able to build what it is that you want, let's say that you hire in a head coach that wants to revamp at quarterback, doesn't believe in Sam Howell, wants to go out there and draft a guy. Great. You've got the number two overall selection to do that. Then you want to build and put pieces around kind of like what the, and you, you might, you might get my drift about where I'm going before I get there with this, but kind of do just like what the Houston Texans just did draft themselves a rookie quarterback, add some pieces around, get yourself a good play caller to help that rookie quarterback out. And, oh, who else was on the interview list and got approved for an interview with the Washington Commanders but one Bobby Slowick offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans? I, I think hmm. that like this is, this is what you're looking for if you're Washington. You're looking for the young, up, upstart dude. You got a bunch of money. I almost said it the the wrong way you got a bunch of money you got great draft capital you've got a phenomenal wide receiver to give your rookie quarterback you've got some good pieces all over the offense you've got some good pieces all over the defense you just want to fill in the gaps at this point i don't think washington's one piece away from you know winning the nfc east i think they're probably 
a couple of seasons away, but that's why you go get that young upstart guy that can implement a system over the course of a couple of years and then maybe surprise some people along the way. The 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 Philadelphia Eagles are in a nosedive. No one believes in the Dallas Cowboys. Who knows what's going on with the New York Giants? Man, there's a real opportunity yeah. here for Washington if they make one right decision that leads to the rest of the decisions afterwards that any coach that they hire would have to make also being right. And and that's ultimately what this all comes down to is you can yeah. say like th- there is no right answer to what kind of team should you build. The right, right answer to what kind of team you should build is one with a good quarterback on it. And <laughs> you just you got to hit on the pick. You know, yeah. you got to be right. You know, you can't yeah. you, you, you could go up to to first overall and pick Bryce Young or you could go up to first overall and pick Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Hit on the guy and it looks great. Don't hit on the guy and it looks bad. Um so looking I, at the commanders who yeah, they, yeah. they hold the second overall pick right. bears pick in front of them. Not sure if the bears are going to take Caleb Williams or not, or if they're going to stick with fields, a little bit of a, of a cloudy situation there. Maybe you trade up with the bears and say, we'll take our pick of the litter and the bears trade down and take a really good wide receiver and continue to build around fields or something like that. Like there's mm-hmm. all kinds of ways to navigate that. But even if the bears take Caleb Williams, you still have your pick of Jaden Daniels, Drake may, um, JJ McCarthy, who just won the national championship. Michael mm. Penix was also in that game. Like you've got your pick of all of these quarterbacks that people have been very excited about at one point or another in this season, right? Pick your guy, figure out who your team is, and then go build with that patiently. What I don't want to see the commanders do is pick some flash in the pan. That's only there for a year and then leaves. Don't yeah. Steve Wilkes this. It's time to to decide what you're going to be because you you are nothing right now, Commander. Right. You you are not blank this cameras. kind of team. You are not that kind of team. You are currently a totally blank pedestal on which to sculpt. Yep. So figure out who you are and then be that for a while. Uh, but the more you flip-flop and be wishy-washy, the more you become the Jets. Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh. Oh, the Jets. Uh, or honestly, the Panthers. That's what the Panthers, Panthers have done, right? right? Like they've, the Panthers just are three head coaches. Thing. They've drafted top 10 in the last f- f- five years. They've been in the bottom 10 of the league for five years yeah. running now. Be- and they they haven't put together a coherent plan at all, and it's all totally falling apart, and it seems like an unfixable problem in the short term. Don't be that. <laughs> Go build yeah. something and build it with conviction, whoever it is. But if you're bringing in head coaching, head coaching candidates for an interview, ask them, who's your QB? Is That's it that? Or are you bringing in Kirk Cousins or or Russell Wilson or something like that? Like, are you trying right. to do a veteran and and do that kind of thing? I know Kirk Cousins to the Commanders would be very funny, but hey, it is a totally different group of people now. Like, it's it's only the helmet logo, and he does love that city. So I, I don't know yeah. if it's as crazy as people would think. But what are you doing, right? Like, I love the idea. Bring in Ben Johnson and say, what scheme do you want? What kind of quarterback you is is your yeah. guy, right? And yeah. then get or him that promote guy. from within. If you trust, if you if you like what you saw from Eric Bieniemy over the course of the year in terms of his relationship with the players Possibly. and things like that, do you just elevate from within? Kind of like we were talking about with, um, you know, some of these other guys that that could potentially see that happen. It's like Atlanta, right? Like Atlanta having having a connection with Raheem Morris out there, who's another you know big uh, 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 head coaching candidate during. He'll be another big head coaching candidate during this cycle. Like you, you have. So many opportunities, and right now, so few jobs open, so little competition. You really do kind of have your pick of the litter here with what you have to offer if you're the Washington Commanders. I dig it. I dig it for them. And, you know, a division that can immediately be volatile whenever it's ready to be. Uh, Coming up next, let's take a look at 
Uh, Wink Martindale out in New York. Yet another situation here. It's where you're seeing, let's just call it some divisiveness around <laughs> around the decision. <laughs> We're going to get to that and other possible uh, 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 head coaching moves to watch out for over the course of the next uh, couple of weeks. We have to cover it for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown NFL is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. And if you are a Lockdown Vikings listener, which is the other show that I do, you know that we do Prize Picks every single Friday. I have been way deeper in Prize Picks this year than I have been in in the past in any kind of daily fantasy because Prize Picks isn't daily fantasy in the way that I usually hate, where you have to put in a lineup and put in a whole uh, enter a, a whole pool with six hundred thousand people. It's just two to six of your favorite players. And whether they do better or worse than their prize picks projection. So it's you versus the house, you versus prize picks. I have been having so much fun. I actually just hit on a huge one right at the end of the season to end up uh, up on the season. So I'm very jazzed on prize picks. So if you would like to get involved, join me on the prize picks train. You can go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, everybody, continuing on and wrap it up today's episode of Locked On NFL. Thanks again for being here. Make sure you come back tomorrow. You're going to have James and Chris breaking down some of the biggest questions around the NFL. They've always got some fantastic content ready for you as you get through your hump day. Here on Tuesday, though, recapping the big news from Black Monday. And really, we hit the two head coaching situations, but there were a couple of uh, other moves around the NFL as well. We want to start off this segment here with uh, a quick look at Wink Martindale and the New York Giants. Patricia Trainer over at Locked on Giants, who also writes for Giants Country, included this in her newser when the uh, sort of news had broken that Wink Martindale and the Giants are parting ways. So there were a couple of different ways that this was phrased luke it was that they were parting mm. ways it was that he resigned so there's a little bit of mixed messaging out there about mm. how it goes but in any case they split up and here's what jay glazer according to patricia trader she she listed sort of this thing from jay glazer who mentioned uh as an nfl insider for fox sports that uh the working relationship between brian dable and wink martindale had deteriorated to the point of the two having to part ways or or, or a parting of ways looking likely imminent. So that was an earlier report uh, coming into this thing. I feel like we've heard this before. Stop me if that's not true. <laughs> not we got to talk about Ben Dable? <laughs> <laughs> like, do we have to have like this conversation here? A whole like, bunch with him. Uh, right. It just feels like... It's it's interesting because, I mean, Wink Martindale is such a, a legend in right. the giant, in, in the defensive world. I mean, he was so, so good for the Ravens for so long. Uh, uh, one of those guys that when your team is about to play Wink Martindale, you're going, oh no, right. because you know you're going to be under duress all day because you know you're going to get all kinds of crazy exotic packages and you know that the aggression is going to be turned up to 11 and that whole, so many bad things can happen. Even if he play, he is coaching for a team that is bad, you're still going, oh no. Um, yeah, it sounds like there was some turmoil and this is not the first time this has happened with Brian Dable and somebody that he works with. 
So I don't know, man. I kind of feel like we have to do a little bit more investigation. Are the Giants going to be okay? Because they did kind of buy really hard into this Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley thing. Saquon Barkley is like, tag me or don't, but do it fast because I want to know. Like He seems right. like very at peace with the idea of becoming a free agent. Uh, it feels like that whole thing is falling apart and they're like pretty stuck with Daniel Jones. Like, I don't think it's, it's sensible for them to draft a quarterback this year. The, the giants are, I, I would say teetering on falling into the same hell that the Falcons are in now. Okay. I'm glad that you said that because I was just about to say, you've got a nine, seven and one season for Brian Dable. You've got that followed up by a six and 11 season with him after re-signing your $40 million a year quarterback and Daniel Jones. And then they were already felt like there were going to be some question marks going into this year. But now you find out that you just lost your legendary defensive coordinator because of a division between him and your second year head coach. At what point are you looking at Brian Dable and going, bro, like you're not bringing the results. You're, you're, you're casting folks away. Right. And, and, and what, what, do, what do you even do here? Like at what point? <laughs> At what point does do the giant does the Giants organization and Joe Shane and these other folks like look around and go, you know what? Dable might be the problem. Like, could Dable be one of those guys that we now look at and go, okay, week four, they're 0 and four. He might be on the way out. Yes. I think like, so. he I, feels I, like, like he's an in-season candidate. And now you have to redesign a defense on the fly and just what hope that this offense works out better than it did last time while changing nothing principle about it. I don't know. They, yeah. I think they need a receiver really bad with that, that I think sixth overall pick. I'm looking yeah, at that room cat uh, out yeah, of Washington no, no, I, for them. I, yeah, oh gosh, that would be X X like the playmaker. Literally, literally that, the... especially if you lose Saquon, get yeah. that guy. That is the, the, the focal point of the offense. And then Daniel Jones just has to play point guard again. I think yeah. that can work out for them, but yeah, short leash. I, I can see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about uh, across in the other conference? Speaking oh of uh, teams that, fell apart here what jaguars ha what happened that that yeah. was a dreadful stretch of defense they have now cleared out their entire defensive staff save one quality control coach shout uh, out to that guy the, yeah shout out to that guy probably did a great <laughs> job like scraping third down data or or, or whatever they had him <laughs> yeah. doing like he's a genius keep him yeah that guy doing his job that's fine like he just works here but every <laughs> defensive position coach, defensive assistant coaches, the DC, of course, all out. So Jacksonville in something of a crossroads and maybe thinking of going with a schematic change. I wonder if a guy like, oh, I don't know, a Wink Martindale or something like that would be available oh. <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Peterson. I'm just curious. That was deft of us. Uh, and I wonder if more aggressive philosophies like Wink, like, I don't know. You think Doug Peterson might be amenable to an aggressive philosophy? I love that fit. Yeah, I think that would be great. I think that would be a blast. And plus to have those two personalities, Doug Peterson and Wink Martindale, kind of setting the tone for your for your offense and your defense, for your mm -hmm. identity as a team. Yeah, I, a, lot of, a lot of players would buy into that. A lot of players would buy into that. Um, all right, real quick couple of things that you're looking for moving forward. Obviously, right. let's start with Bill Belichick here. That's the big one that everybody's paying attention to right now. Yeah, so Mike Florio has his kind of narrative on this, and it doesn't seem to be matched by anyone else, which maybe that's just because Florio is going rogue and reporting what he's not supposed to, or who knows, right? Wh however much you trust that source, he says that uh, it's basically 
you know, they're looking at for a way to part ways, but it's going to be uh, a resign, a mutual parting of ways. Maybe it'll be a firing. Doesn't see a trade of Bill Belichick in the cards. However, if you go over to Tennessee with Mike Vrabel, hearing that perhaps the New England job will be open, uh, the rumor is that Mike Vrabel is kind of frustrated in Tennessee and uh, would be open to taking that New England job if the Patriots would have him, which who knows where they're at and all of that, where the Patriots and Robert Kraft and all those guys are at and all of this. So yeah, definitely something to watch for is those couple of AFC openings with uh, Billy B and Vrabel and who takes over for, for my money. If, if Bill does retire, Bill Belichick does retire. I would guess that it's Gerard Mayo coming up from that organization. It kind of seems like he has been the yeah sort of Mike Vrabel in training in uh, New England, but maybe they go take the real guy, right? And and uh, that would probably necessitate a trade because I don't see the Tennessee Titans just giving up their head coach for no reason. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, all right, so those are a couple of the big ones that you're watching for. My shot, in the, not shot in the dark, but my like dark horse thing that I'm watching for here, Luke, is there were all those rumors at the end of last year going into the postseason of a potential Andy Reid retirement. This year, things haven't looked so great in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still a playoff team. They're still there. They still got Patrick Mahomes. Like, they'll be fine. But I am very curious. Just something to watch going into this one is if those rumors were there, how quickly and when do those rumors resurface especially if they're a round one playoff exit, which some people yes. think they might be in Kansas city. That's a big one that I'm watching. Cause you want to talk about the best mm-hmm. job available that immediately supersedes whatever you think about the chargers job or the Washington job or anything sure. like that, that without a doubt becomes the best job available. Highly for unlikely sure. that it opens up, but something to watch out for. I just want to know if the narrative pops up again. I would say when they lose um, or whenever yeah. the, it ends, right. Cause maybe they don't lose, but uh, yeah, whenever the season is over, then, then you have that question. Um, I like, you're looking at what about Sean McVay? Although he seems to have gotten over whatever his weird yeah, episode yeah, yeah. was after the Super Bowl. Um, I wonder if you lose Andy Reed, how much of the chiefs identity you lose though? Because like, yeah. if you, if you tried to replace Andy Reed with say Ben Johnson, who has no experience in that kind of leadership role is he's a scheme guy, right? And you bring in a lot of coaches to be scheme guys. But head coaching is a much different job than being head schemer. So I, I and, yeah. and Andy Reid is good at those other parts and having that identity and things like empowering the players to design their own plays and stuff like that. I wonder how much of that culture would go with him and and how much the the look of the Chiefs would change. I don't know if it's just a throne you take up and you say, yeah, I get to ride Pat Mahomes to a bunch of Super Bowls. Yeah, and I think the thing that would be really interesting is does that right there influence Kansas City to the point where either they hire from within, if that were to happen, right? We're operating this hypothetical, or if they bring Eric Bieniemy back to Kansas City to Perhaps. to maintain that culture. Could be an interesting choice, but we'll see. That that's that's one of those like keep an eye out. We'll see what happens. Like the narratives were there last year. Let's see if they end up popping up again this year. Well, this was a ton of fun. Always love being able to cover the big news of the day around this time of year. But of course, Luke and I are here with you every single Tuesday. Yes, the NFL is going into the playoffs and eventually into the offseason, but Locked on NFL stays rolling five days a week here for you with our revolving cast of goofy characters all throughout the week. So we appreciate you very much for Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for being an everydayer and making Locked on NFL your first listen of the day every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.